In 2016, one man's dreams of having been in a relationship with Katy Perry will be shattered forever. When MTV Catfish hosts expose the story after Spencer Morial has believed in it for six years, his catfish will suffer no consequences. The question we need to attempt to answer today is why did Harriet catfish a guy in the first place? What were her motives? The real question that needs answering today, everybody, beyond why would have Harriet catfished this guy from Knoxville all the way across the world from motherfucking Gloucester. You're going to hear about Gloucester today. If I remember writing this script up, which I don't because I was fucking drunk off my tits when I did this, is... Remember how the sentence began? No, good. The real question is how did I not cover free catfish cases so far? Like, how did this not happen yet? This podcast exists for I don't even know how long no more. And I have had to go for my archive to actually double check this because I did not believe it myself. So, um, without further ado, listen, I got drunk the other day. (laughs) by myself after a meltdown. It's pathetic. Let me not even tell you. (laughs) Just the further details of this story. And I was like, let me do a Google search. You know how you do when you're fucking drunk. You either self-diagnose yourself with something or you do the most randomly search. Mine was the best catfish episodes. And I was like, hey, I have never watched this one. And it's number one. And it's number one for a reason that we are going to discuss, you know, in depth. Not really. But you are in for a ride because this episode from start to finish, I have changed my mind like a hundred times. I have gone through every single emotion possible on earth. And you know by now that you should not make me name my emotions because I can't. I think stress is an emotion, okay? And you will not convince me otherwise. So, my is the name. By all means necessary is the game. This is a podcast that has been going on for quite a while. (laughs) And here on this podcast, we discuss motives. Okay, let me first introduce you to a term catfish. Because... I have obviously known of the term, but I didn't know, and I still don't really truly believe it, that the term has actually been coined because of the TV show. Rather, the TV show was preceded by the documentary under the same name. So obviously, the actual catfish, like the term for the fish, exists since like 16,000s. But the term catfish, meaning to lure somebody by pretending you're somebody else, actually existed since 2010 because of the documentary by Neve Shulman, who is one of the two hosts on the Catfish TV show. According to every single source that I have seen on this, which, you know, take it with a grain of salt because it's all like entertainment freaking websites, but Neve has been catfished online. I need to watch this movie, by the way. So he has been catfished by this woman who was actually married and in her 40s. And then her husband 
when you know everything had been uncovered, actually gave this metaphorical explanation. I need to watch this purely because I can't even imagine how did this conversation happen. Like, were you barge into someone's house just like you know every single episode of MTV Catfish happens? You see that the person you have been chatting with isn't the person they are. They are married. And then their husband tells you this fucking godforsaken story. So he tells him a story about somebody bringing a tank cod from Alaska all the way to China. Of course, it's a long-ass fucking trip. And this, when done by ship, means that all of these cods that are put into these vats, into these boxes, would end up being completely tasteless and just mush by the time they would reach China. So in order to prevent that from happening, what these fishermen used to do was just put this catfish inside of those vats in order to keep this cod fresh. And just like that, the association is that people who catfish you in life always keep you on your toes. They keep you guessing, they keep you thinking, they keep you fresh. Yeah, I bet the person who wrote this article was also fucking off their tits. Apparently, this story existed all the way from the early 1900s, but of course, it only means what we know it means now in the popular language, you know, according to Urban Dictionary, etc., because of the documentary that then ended up being, you know, the whole ass show with I don't know how many seasons. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I stopped watching when Max left. Max was the icon. Max was actually lifting and holding. Caring is what you are trying to say. He was carrying that show. <laughs> Coming from a person that spends way too much time on TikTok. So now imagine this. Picture it. You travel all the way from Knoxville, US, to Gloucester in the UK. The godforsaken place, as I have put in the script. You stay in the hotel with the two hosts of one of the most popular MTV shows. And you finally meet, not Katy Perry. Because why the fuck would Katy Perry be in Gloucester? No offense, but you know, just like if you are trying to tour in a place, you probably look for a place with more people, like where you're gonna cash out the most money. But instead, you meet this woman called Harriet. She's not even a woman, technically. She's still underage at this point. And she's definitely not Katy Perry. She's not who you expected. And she's laughing in your face. But before we get to this place, how did it all start? It starts... Here, we don't really have the background. We don't know the childhood stories of these two individuals. I tried to dig. Trust me, I tried to dig. I couldn't find shit. So, it starts with a phone call from a guy called Spence to the two hosts of MTV TV show uh, Catfish, hosted by Neve and Max. A guy from Knoxville is on the other end of the line. His name is Spence. And he is chatting with a girl named Katie, who lives in California. And then he makes a bombshell kind of statement. And misses out on what would have been the most iconic segue out of that. Just blasting California girl. She's a California girl. California girl. You know? That was such a missed opportunity. I was gutted. <laughs> I was so devastated by this. Well, this Katie 
as he is going to tell them, is actually Katy Perry. And Spencer is kind of smug at this moment. He tells them this is going to be the most iconic catfish episode yet. And I was like, you know what? That slap at the Oscars seemed fake. And Spencer seems like he is just here for the views. He's here for the ratings. He knows. He knows he's not chatting with Katy Perry. And when I tell you that my feelings have changed by the end of this episode, I cannot, I cannot state that enough. Because my feelings really do change. Spencer, I love you. Not like that, though. If you're listening, not like that, okay? Don't find me on the internet. Love you from the distance, from afar. So who is this Katie? Well, they started chatting online and she wanted to take things to the next level. But then Spencer says she killed it. And when he started asking why, she kind of started gaslighting him. He doesn't say that, I say that, because that is truly what this was. You know, like, oh, you didn't get my email. I actually explained everything in this message to you. But it must have gotten lost in a cyberspace. Like, bitch, this isn't Black Mirror. What do you mean you got lost in a cyberspace? <laughs> it's like, you must have it in your spam or junk email. So Spencer is like, no, have checked all of those inboxes, still not there. And she just refused to send it, like a little shit. And Spencer is like, I mean, it must exist. Like It doesn't exist, Spencer. She didn't give a fuck. So he gets in touch with the catfish boys in order to figure out what had happened and figure out how to get closure. The guys waste no time immediately when he tells them he's chatting with Katy Perry. You know, they start laughing. Max is giving the side eye. Fucking love Max. And they ask him, what makes you believe that you are talking to Katy? So according to Spencer, she's sharing details with him only somebody like Katy would know. And they're like, I mean, she's a public figure, my man. So here we find out from Spencer that this has actually been going on for six motherfucking years. And you guessed it. It was just messages. It was online messenger. She started chatting with him under, of course, name Katy Perry. Why would you have an alias if you are just such a famous person? And he asks her, are you a singer Katy Perry? Because of the username, she, of course, confirms. And then two weeks in, she deletes this messenger without telling him why. Without zero explanations. And when I tell you, I was wheezing. Because imagine, imagine just for a second... Every single time I watch a Catfish episode, I imagine what if this was really that person, especially with the celebrity episodes. Like, what if this was really Katie? She was just bored as fuck, then created this random account. I don't know, somebody hacked into it and just continued this. But like, what if? One day it will fucking happen, I tell you. One day it will be just like some mid-celebrity, somebody just starting off their career and they're just gonna have some fucking time on their hands and they'll do it. And you and me won't be able to believe it, be like, what the fuck? And they'll be just, oh, I was bored and lonely. Like, bro, stop fucking with people's lives. Yeah, for a split second there I was like, what if it was Gaty though? Just like blasting his nuts, it wasn't. That is not where the story goes. So our boy Spencer just wants to see Katie face to face and see if there is any future there. And the boys ask him if he is busting their nuts. This is not an expression. Okay, I have to actually explain to you what I mean by busting their nuts. Because I was thinking about this while I was writing this wasted 
of my fucking tits. Which I also have never googled to confirm if that is an expression. Sometimes I think I hear things, you know, like you learn them by hearing. But sometimes it just comes um, out of my head. It's a product of my imagination. Busting your nuts. To me is, you know, when you're like huh, jokingly kind of pointing knee towards someone's genital area and you're like yeah i'm gonna hit you yeah yeah, you just keep messing with me and i'm gonna bust your nuts yeah so it doesn't actually be just hitting in your nuts but it's rather teasing i need to work on my imaginary expression that is the conclusion of this but the boys ask him if he's doing that if he's just messing with them like what is the scale of him actually believing this? And they're gonna keep bringing this scale up throughout this whole episode. Like, come on, scale 1 to 10. And here he says 1,000. He is 1,000% sure. He even spoke with her on the phone when she was touring in Canada. So the boys are like, okay, this might be actually something that we could confirm. Like... If it was Katy Perry, he would probably know what she sounds like. She was in Canada. We can confirm the tour. Like, okay, what if? What if it is Katy Perry? So the boys go to Knoxville in order to visit Spence. They hear the backstory that Katy has a huge personality and a big heart. And they said, I love yous in all of the messages to each other many, many times. And the biggest proof, according to Spencer, is that Katie, via email, sends him a bunch of still unreleased new songs. So they're like, hey, if this is true, fuck it, we might have the first episode of Catfish where, you know, somebody's dream comes true. So are you thinking what I'm thinking, though? I thought here, (laughs) this took me on so many pathways, that this girl is a hacker. Like, I thought, what if these are actually some unreleased songs? And these bitches, you know how, like, with Game of Thrones, they were like, every single fucking episode was somehow released early. <laughs> like, I don't know who leaked all of those fuckers. But people hacked into some systems, brand. This is what I thought was gonna happen here. But no, it's it doesn't. This is not where this story goes yet again. I was like, give us, you know, if she was a hacker, drop the next season of your I don't even think it's recorded yet, but drop it, sister. Drop it. Drop it right now. I need to know what the fuck happens after that play. Well, they click on the damn link and it leads to a random YouTube channel and the video is unavailable for like every single one of these freaking links. So this woman just sent him some random songs from random YouTube channels. And of course now they can't even listen to it. They can't even confirm like what these were. And it's clear it was just some random YouTube channels, not like Katy's Perry official undercover account. Nothing like that. So far, I put in this script, my drunk ass put respect. <laughs> what do you mean respect, Maya? Respect over what? The effort? I never respect these bitches. Boy, I, my drunk self needs to be, needs to be under investigation. <laughs> so Spencer here says she likes to keep him guessing. And that's why we are here. And this is every single fucking Catfish episode has like the saddest moment, which is when you actually find out like the level that this catfishing scheme has affected a person because Spencer says that he has even made a ring for her. He had his grandma's emerald ring that like his grandma left him and basically he took the emerald 
and put it into this new ring. And he spent 25% of his savings on this. For the woman that he spoke once on the phone with. Like, what is this pussy power? What is going on? So they return to wherever they live, the boys, and Spence follows up with an email. Now they have her email and the phone number. And you know what they do? They just put it into the Google machine, or rather probably they have something else, but it always looks like it's literally a Google search. And the phone number is from somebody from Alberta. So they look up the email and a lady named Harriet pops up. And let me tell you, (laughs) I put in here. Harriet is stunning. I mean, no lies, no lies were told. So they find one of her social media profiles and it says about Harriet, cat lady, I sold my soul to Lady Gaga and now my feels are all over the place. If you don't like Lady Gaga, I probably hate you. Meow meow bitch. Sign off, England. So Harriet, according to this profile, is in the motherfucking UK all the way over to the pond. But they find her Facebook profile, and she's originally from Calgary, Alberta, but now lives in Gloucester, UK. I wish somebody just tried (laughs) to do a bit of a deep dive here, like maybe the hosts of this show, just to um, explain that transition. Like, why did she move? all the way from freaking Calgary to Gloucester. Nothing against Gloucester, godforsaken place, nothing against it. So their conclusion about this mediocre search is, well, she's a Lady Gaga fan and Katy Perry fan because they find some of her fan art. So they're like, okay, she's into, you know, the good music of this generation. And what they don't fucking conclude, which is that usually... (laughs) This is a spoiler alert, Maya. You're spoiling the whole motherfucking shit. Fuck it. Let's fuck it up. Usually people who listen to Lady Gaga are what? Hey. Gay. (laughs) Not hey, Maya. They're gay. There is this tweet, which is iconic, or a Reddit thread, from a person. It's like such a good meme. It's not even a meme. (laughs) It's just a tweet. From a person who was like, you know, uh, it's not true that everybody listening to Lady Gaga is gay. And then like 10 years later, it's like, no, actually, <laughs> it is true. Or like, it's not true that everybody listening to Lady Gaga will eventually come out. And that they're like, you know, 10 years later, I came out. This was such epic storytelling. Is everybody still listening? Probably not. How have you been doing this for so long? And still so, so poorly. Anyways, anyways, they find out that this Facebook profile is still active because, you know, she keeps posting on it and then other people keep also posting on her wall. So, Neve messages one girl that has been posting on her wall recently saying, you know, hey, we are from Catfish, like, can you respond to us? And it took them two minutes two minutes on this research and everything else in this episode is pretty much a filler every single thing this could be youtube shorts let's just be honest let's be honest (laughs) let's be honest so 
with this extensive research, they go to break these news to Spencer. And his brother is there. His brother obviously immediately has the reaction like all of us watching this, like he's not buying it. But then when Spencer goes to show the ring to his brother, he goes into a different room. Neve and Max ask the brother, like, does he have a history of making unbelievable stories? And his brother says, no, that's why this is even more incredible. Because he had never done anything incredible. And I was like, bro, (laughs) six feet under. I will put you six feet under. Before you say, I just lived through my life like this. Like, what? She has never done anything incredible. The fact that this podcast still exists in itself is incredible. (laughs) Like, somebody hasn't just, like, shut down the whole server for the podcast to fucking die. Cool. Well, they repeat the process now. They explain to Spencer, you know, this extensive research that they have done. They show him the Puri Kitty email, which is apparently, you know, Katy Perry's legit email, and show him Harriet. And Spencer, my boy Spence, is like, no, she doesn't say meow meow bitch. That's not part of her vocabulary. And also, she's not the biggest fan of Lady Gaga. So, you know, he has done some freaking linguistics understanding you know how people do it for the fbi where they compare like ransom notes and they're like the language doesn't match up spence immediately is like no meow meow bitch that does not fucking sound like her so um a lot of conversations apparently that they have exchanged are just dissing lady gaga and i'm like why if she's actually a fan I can't really comprehend this. Is it literally just one day if she gets discovered that this is his thinking, that he never figures it out because, you know, she has said online in their conversations how she hates her? For what the fuck reason? So all of the hopes have just left this man. I feel so sorry for Spencer. At this point, I was like, oh, fuck, no. He didn't just go on catfish for, I don't know clout he really thinks that he has been chatting with Katy Perry so he's saying the writing on Facebook also doesn't match how him and Katy spoke and Neve says well the only viable option is for us to go to the UK and I was like what (laughs) because then of course next 10 minutes are just them documenting their trip to England a message to the Americans please Stop getting hyped over the UK. Just set your expectations real low. They have spent, if you are familiar with Big Ben, they have spent 80 million pounds renovating that motherfucker to make it look like there's no difference. They made the freaking circle blue. That's it. They spent 80 million on this. They could have sold fucking world hunger, not just like hunger and homelessness in the UK that is a huge problem. And then during like a storm or whatever last week, like a crane hit it, and now they have to spend even more money. I cannot explain to you how fucked up this is, and how like people get hyped over the Ferris wheel, over London Eye, and then Big Ben. It's pretty much, if you go into a side street from that point on, it's hood. <laughs> There's nothing exciting about the UK. Stop getting excited. Set your expectations real low. So somehow, in the middle of this montage, Spence is like, I believe it, I still believe it, you know that scale? Still, at 1000, still believe it. I listened to some of her songs, and I got convinced. I am meeting Katy Perry in a few days. Now, they're in the hotel, 
And they're on the phone with that Facebook friend that responded to Max or Neve. And actually, she tells them, yep, she knows Harriet and she was her ex-girlfriend. You see, if you didn't spoil that part before, this would have been a shocker moment. But we don't have that, Maya. You can't let people have anything good in their life. This woman tells them that they dated for a few months and Max's mature conclusion is she kissed a girl and she liked it. I was like, yes, this is what this whole episode should have been. References after references. You missed out on one. Oh, but Max saves the day. It's all good. It's all good. Meanwhile, though, Spencer is sitting in this room and I feel sorry for Spencer again because, like, you know, it's, like, kind of tone deaf when you really think about it. Like, I'm glad we are on point with the references, but it's kind of tone deaf. So Spencer is like, well, this means Katy Perry is still on the table and they're like, bro, how did you read this out from this conversation? Anyways, there's more documenting of Drive to Gloucester, which, like, it's so sad. You just see these random bros. There's literally nothing. There's nothing. It's just plain shit. And the tire gets fucked up. So again, you can see everything. Literally one big filler. The plot of this episode was about five minutes. That's about it. Now they're in a hotel in Gloucester. It looks nice. Not gonna lie. This hotel looks nice. And they are getting a call that Harriet is actually there. Like, she came fucking unannounced. And you're like, okay, Harriet is ready to fucking face them. Harriet's gonna beat their ass. She's not. The next line in my script is, Harriet is as hot as God intended her to be. And she confirms she has been talking to Spencer for the past six years. Bro, the level of unhinged. So they are in this yard of the hotel. Like, as in garden, my... <laughs> yard and she is blatantly like giggling so awkward she's laughing into his face and Spence is saying well I kind of expected some more excitement from somebody that has been chatting with me for six years you know some kind of reaction but not this so he concludes it's not her and this is the best reaction. I will play it because I feel like I've recorded this in my drunken state of mind. Because it is the most iconic catfish moment today. Because he just says it under his breath like, it's not her. Like, this is not how Katie would have reacted. And I was like, oh boy, he's far gone. He's far gone. There's no there's no helping here, man. Like, Spencer, just Spaliba, just like, wake up from the dead. Just wake the fuck up. Thanks. I feel like is that what she's doing what she likes well it was kind of me though six years like this is the first time us meeting i feel like more excitement maybe more you would feel it from she, her right towards me where did we meet again on the app uh, So, what's the info no one would know? Of course, Spencer smartly, 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 they get to it. He asks her for the name of the kids that they talked about. She remembers two, but then doesn't remember the last one. So, he's at it again. It's simply not her, because real person would have been able to remember. And both of the hosts are like, it might be harder to accept that this girl just doesn't care enough. So the boys tell both of them to just reflect. Just let's go our separate ways and reflect. And they ask him again, okay, now when you have actually met this woman, 
scale, 1 to 10. He says his confidence is at a 9. Okay, so it's cool. It dropped from 1,000. But why is it still at a 9, Spencer? Why? Well, because this girl just doesn't sound the same. Next day, you know, he sleeps on it. He wakes up and he says his confidence is finally at a 1. So the boys meet with Harriet and then they leave them alone. And Harriet tells him that she wanted him in his life as he was so accepting of her being Katy Perry. So he would accept anything about her. They talk some more and she says she looked forward to it, to their chats on the daily, that she was insecure and she just got lost in it because her dad died two years ago. And the big thing that I have forgotten to tell you is that Spencer is 38 at this point and Harriet is 18. So, I don't know, does it make it better or worse in the sense that, you know, she started then doing this when she was 12? Which, oh my god, I, I don't know what to think about this. Like, the 12-year-old catfish, this man... And you can kind of understand with her, like, you know, going through issues, struggles with her sexuality and her dad dying. Still, not justifying it. But, like, I found it so, so bizarre that, like, this woman spent her teenage years doing this. So both of them conclude that there was a strong connection between them. And then the whole thing is just weird. So the boys follow up with him after, you know, they return to the US after a few days and they're like, come on, scale, one to ten. Spencer finally responds zero. But he says he still got in touch with Harriet and then she blanked him again. I'm like, why did you get in touch with her, Spencer? So they ring Harriet to see how Harriet is doing and Harriet tells them that he emailed Katy Perry's email account, which is Harriet's account, of course, telling her that he met a girl in England and that she wasn't her. So the boys call Spencer back and the episode ends. I was like, come on, give me some more. This cannot be the end of the fucking episode. The episode ends with just Spencer letting them speak. Like he's testing them. He just wanted to do his own investigation, he said. But now he is 200% sure. He is finally sure that he has not been chatting with Katie fucking Perry. Do you see what I mean? The roller coaster of emotions that this episode has put me through. Because at first you think like, oh, him saying this is going to be your best episode ever. You're kind of like, okay, are you doing it for clickbait? Like, what are your motives? And then by the end of it, you just realize, no... This man truly believed this, truly believed that he had been chatting with Katie. So I like to look into the aftermath events to see, you know, like what happened since then, what was the behavior of each and every party, because I feel like, especially when we don't have the background, it tells us a lot about the person. So apparently Harriet who still had her social media profiles back at that time and we don't have her last name from everything I've seen started bragging about being the best catfish on Twitter under the Twitter username Katiefish and Twitter handle Les Beyonce she posted I'm the most iconic catfish in the history of the show I haven't found this 
tweet in particular, but I have seen it in multiple articles. And then, of course, after that, she deleted all the social media posts, but the hosts of the Catfish show had reacted. Neve, the person that actually made a documentary on his own story and which was the president for the show Catfish, said that he saw Harriet's tweets and was surprised that she wasn't showing any remorse, regret or humanity towards this situation. He said, you know, when they met her, they thought like she's a teenager, she has been through quite a few things with her dad's death especially and it's understandable you know, where she was coming from, looking for some sort of comfort online. But then now he sees a much bigger problem, which is that people are more concerned with, you know, profiting out of this, getting some Twitter followers and retweets rather than their reputation and contribution to the society. He said he hoped that Harriet will mature, look back onto this, onto how she reacted even after this in a few years and realize how insensitive and immature and uncool she acted. I'd say uncool was not really necessary there. It's not like we were all like, wow, Harriet was so cool. (laughs) It's more like, you know, the other end of that scale, but sure. As for Spencer's reaction to this, he wasn't holding a grudge. He was just kind of saddened by the fact that, you know, somebody wasted six years of this man's life. He was quite a good sport, saying that, like, the show and the experience was actually fun, except the catfishing part. That people seemed to like it, even though he was getting laughed at by a lot of people, but at the same time, there's a bunch of people that were being really sweet to him. He deserves a world, because Spencer deserves the fucking world. Whoever is in Knoxville right now, listening to this, I hope... I reach you somehow with some SEO magic online. Go and find Spencer Morrill, okay? I think I found his, like, social media profile. So it's very easy. Type in Spencer Morrill, find him, and be nice to him. Okay? Cool. (laughs) Cool. Glad we got that out of the way. He also said that he, at the time, didn't really have the experience with social media and texting apps, but now he knows better. And this kind of breaks my heart after that, that he said he probably will never have an online relationship with someone again. Like, it's smart in a way, like, I hope he, you know, learned, like, all of the red flags from this, but it's just like, you know... I just hope he's not completely discouraged. I mean, he said he would say that at first he wants to meet people in person and not that anything is wrong with dating somebody online, but there's a lot of risk to it. So, you know, it sounds all good. It sounds like he has spotted the red flags now and he knows how to spot them in the future. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Praying for you, Spencer. (laughs) This is what you're praying for. From the prayers, on to Katy Perry, the queen herself. According to, again, multiple sources, and one of them I think is like Billboard, the Billboard, whichever. So I think this is legit. Like the story reached her, of course, of course. Like people probably hyped this shit out of this episode once it was out in 2016. So she actually gave an interview to Entertainment Tonight, saying that her heart goes out to him. 
because anybody that's being fooled like that or people have dreams and people live in different parts of the world where not everything is always so accessible. So because of that, she feels bad for him. And she didn't really want to indulge further in this because her heart would die. She even said that, you know, somebody sent her the link to the story, but she hasn't read the whole of it because it's really unfortunate and really sad. And I was so happy in a way that this was her reaction because like some celebrities thrive off of the attention and would have definitely sent a different message like there was an episode with Bow Wow and if unless like somebody actually I don't know staged that photoshopped the shit out of that video like Bow Wow's reaction was a completely different one basically was this woman on catfish again Catherine no let's not spoil the whole episode but she thought she was chatting with Bow Wow and in a relationship with him and she wasn't and Bow Wow gave an interview being like you know I'm flattered I'm like bro <laughs> wrong message wrong message my man you're flattered that someone's using your identity to scam another person no so that's what I'm saying Katy Perry put some respect to the motherfucking name of Katy Perry. What's her real name? Let's Google it. Her real name is Catherine Elizabeth Hudson. I'm over it. Listen, let's talk about motives. <laughs> so let me first give you some stats, okay? There was a study published in Sexual and Relationship Therapy in 2020 that found that men are actually more likely than women to be catfishers and that people who have had anxious attachment style, meaning that they find it hard to feel secure and loved in a relationship and always crave the reassurance and attention are more likely to both be catfish but also to be on the other end of that and be catfished. Here there's not really much done apart from two studies that I have found. One that I have just mentioned and then the other one investigating 27 catfishers. This sort of research was done by University of Queensland and of course you know it's only 27 people but what they have found is that catfishers are motivated by loneliness, struggles with connection, dissatisfaction with their bodies, desire to escape or a need to explore aspects of their gender or sexual identity. And you can kind of see how this would apply to Harriet. I just wish to know, like, how do you reach out to people and you're like, hey, if you're a catfisher, reach out. <laughs> no consequences. Well, okay, speaking about consequences, I'm like jumping the gun here, but somehow, somehow catfishing isn't a chargeable offense. Rather, people believe like, yeah, it leads to other criminal action, like people try to extort you for money, it usually leads to fraud, and those are criminal charges. But like, there's nothing in law in the US and also in the UK that then you can be charged for. It's just, it's not illegal, which is so wild. They're like, yeah, there are criminal parts, there's some elements of criminal activity to it. Like, do you know how many stories, how many stories there are where just somebody should have definitely spent some time in prison. So the impersonation of another person online is not illegal by itself, but then obviously it can result in some form of illegal activity at some point. And here in the UK, 
the first successful civil claim relating to any sort of catfishing scam actually happened recently in 2021 and it was the case of Kirat Asi versus Simran Kaur Bagal. If those names are familiar to you, you have probably listened to the Sweet Bobby podcast and if you haven't, you need to jump on it because this exposed a nine-year catfishing scheme that was perpetrated by somebody that, of course, then Seabrand has actually known. So yeah, let's not spoil that. But basically, it is still illegal and bringing somebody to court for even anything related to the charges that come out of somebody being catfished is extremely hard. It's insane because people are like, well, you know, what's the harm? What harm has really been done to you? you haven't been hurt, you sometimes haven't even been scammed financially or anything, so what really are the consequences here? What is the crime? Back to that study of 27 catfishers, usually when they would identify loneliness as the reason, they said they just wanted to be more popular, make more friends that would talk to them, and Others claimed, like Harriet, that they had ongoing struggles with social connection that were the contributing factors. Some said they had a lonely childhood on top of that as well. Then when it comes to dissatisfaction with the physical appearance, well, usually people would have a lot of self-esteem issues. They would consider themselves unattractive to the people and because of that they would go online and then develop the false identity. Some would say that they were struggling with sexuality, so they used this false persona, these false identities, to explore their sexuality. So to chat with people of the same sex under, you know, a completely false identity. And then uh, two-thirds of the responses mentioned some form of escapism, some desire to escape. And this was sort of like the pull into the online world of creating false personas. There can be different motives for catfishing that we haven't really seen here with Harriet. I think the ones that I have mentioned mostly apply in this case. It can happen as the result of revenge, When it comes to, for example, pedophile hunters, it can help because of spiraling addiction to catfishing, because of boredom, because of uh, reasons surrounding extorting people for money. However, there is a phenomenon that is known as the online disinhibition effect. And this is the phenomenon where once you actually start being anonymous online, once you kind of start feeling smug about it, well, you start being less likely to adhere to moral codes. And that might actually make you prolong this catfishing scheme. That might actually make you catfish more and just exploit people. Because on a psychological level, you kind of feel untouchable. And I feel like that happened to a certain degree to Harriet here at some point. Because for six years, you have to get up every single day and, you know, you are not bored, you identified with this person, but you never actually tell them who you really are. And you don't feel the need, you actually stop communicating with them rather than fess up and then wait until you're contacted by the Catfish TV show to then just finally show up and you still don't really feel like there was anything really wrong about it. 
But now it's time for me to pass it on to you. What do you think really motivated Harriet here? Why did she do it? Was she just bored? Was she insecure? Were there any underlying motives that you actually see? But that is the wild story of Spence and Katie. I love how they named them. Like, yeah, this other person is going to be that person. <sighs> Maya, the concept of life. <laughs> the concept for catfish is that there is not the name of the catfish in the title. Yeah. Truly heartbreaking. Okay. I already got over it. How is it that heartbreaking if you already got over it? But look at look at the time. You're going into your next Zoom call. I kept it uh, short and snappy today. <laughs> Can you speak? I kept it. I kept it short and snappy today for you. You're going into your next Zoom call. What are you doing there? What are you doing in, in that freaking meeting? Truly, what is life? Are you hiding your true feelings from your boss? That is the real question. Are you hiding the way that you are literally just there to pay for your bills and then fuck off home and then completely erase the place where you work off of the map? I'm going to tell you something and it makes me feel so powerful every day. Like it actually makes me have a power trip. Like when I shut that laptop at 6 p.m., I try my very best to make the whole workplace disappear off of my universe, right? So there's the universe at work and then there is the actual universe after it, in which place my workplace doesn't exist. It's not even the workplace, that's the powerful bit. It's as if every single like warehouse, every single office, every single thing that is connected to it is also erased in my head and it doesn't affect anybody like nobody's left jobless because of it it's just in my head but it's so freaking powerful and that is truly my coping mechanism (laughs) and that is why i have some disassociative disorder or whatever but hey if you needed a coping mechanism that will just not get rid of the problem rather it will make the problem worse because you're shoving it under the carpet here it is i offered it up for free Okay, now I'm going to get lost and you are going to do what? <laughs> With questioning if this is a healthy coping mechanism for you, you are going to keep making this world a better motherfucking place. One motive at a time. <laughs> Bye, fuckers. Goodbye. Bye now. Truly, truly and honestly, goodbye. <laughs>